More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, falling to pieces. Our problems stealing your peace will help you find solutions and reclaim your calm. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popcha. I'm Lisa Popcha. And today on More to Life, falling to pieces. You know, problems will often steal our peace, and we want to help you find solutions and reclaim your calm, whatever the challenges are that you are facing. Are you struggling with a particular problem in your life or relationship that's stealing your joy or robbing your peace? I mean, stress affects everyone. We want to help you lower your stress level, reclaim your calm, and discover the solutions you're seeking. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Once again, that's 877-573-7825. And, you know, stress comes in many different varieties, many different levels. So if you're thinking, I'm not that stressed, I just wish dot, 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 fill in the blank. You know, I just wish I had a calmer household. I just wish the noise level around me would go down in our household. I'm tired of everybody being so chaotic around me. I just wish I could get this one thing at work in hand i'd be so much less stressed if it's a if it's a stressor where you're like "Ah," you know it's not huge but it's stressing you out we're here for that today but if it's the larger stuff where you know people in your life are making your life chaotic and stressful there are circumstances that are sort of you know that beyond your control feeling and you're thinking i'm never going to get this under control. I'm never going to feel right about this situation. No matter where you are on that stress spectrum, stress really keeps us from feeling the grace of God working in our lives. It often makes us feel like less of who God created us to be, less connected to the Lord. If you want to get that stress shoved to the side, out of the way, handled correctly, and let God into your life more so you can have that peace. We're here for you today. Give us a call on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. You know, we often think that stress uh, where it goes away and peace is present when there are no more problems 
We're going to be waiting a long time. Well, exactly. That is the problem, right? I mean, look, I mean, I, I wish that you would have a problem-free life. That is my wish for you and my prayer for you. But in the meantime, um, how do we hold on to peace in the middle of the problems that we're facing? How do we hold on to that, that calm that we're called to live in even while we're facing those problems in our life or relationships and feeling kind of stressed out about it? And well, how do we do that? when we're not just kneeling in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Because we often, you know, that is the go-to, right? The the sacraments and the Eucharist itself are the go-to, you know, getting to confession, receiving the Eucharist, moments of adoration. Those are all ways where we can truly tap into the grace of God and feel a sense of peace. And then we have to exit the church doors and deal with the next thing you know everything from the crying child because they fell on the way out of church and scraped their knee to the really big stuff that seems to hound us and we're thinking unless i'm sitting right in front of the blessed sacrament or having just received him i have no peace god wants to go with us and help us to carry him with us and into the world but stress can make that feel impossible and it can make us feel less than in terms of our ability to serve God and God doesn't want that for us at all so the good news is that we can experience peace even in the middle of those challenges Uh, but it comes down to being able to stay connected to God um, and really hearing what the Holy Spirit is asking us to do in a given situation but that's easier said than done so give us a call at 877-573- 7825. Again, that's 877 573 7825. Today's show is titled Falling to Pieces. And if you are struggling with a problem in your life or relationship that's stealing your joy or robbing your peace, the reality is stress affects everyone. We want to help you lower your stress level, reclaim your calm, and discover the solutions you're seeking. 877 573 7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, uh, when St. John Paul was Pope, he gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years on how creation has God's fingerprints all over it. And by studying creation and those fingerprints, so to speak, we can discover something about God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us that the importance of living in a state of receptivity rather than reactivity truly matters. Receptivity is the state of mind that allows us to stay connected to God stay in touch with our resources and be our best selves even in stressful times. By contrast, reactivity is the state we fall into when we allow ourselves to be so caught up in our problems that we lose our connection to God. We fail to reach out to others. We forget to gather our resources and neglect to make a plan. When we're living in a state of reactivity, we can't learn from our mistakes or make use of any new resources. We end up working really hard 
but just digging our hole even deeper. On the other hand, receptivity is something we can learn and practice by becoming more aware of how our bodies are reacting to the people and situations around us, and making sure that rather than focusing all our energy on getting control of the situation or the people we feel are plaguing us, focusing inward, working to take our emotional temperature down, reconnecting with God and our resources, and identifying how our best self might respond to a given situation. You know, St. Francis de Sales was referring to what we call receptivity when he wrote, quote, Never be in a hurry. Do everything quietly and in a calm spirit. Do not lose your inner peace for anything, even if your whole world seems upset, unquote. I mean, that sounds easier said than done. Oh, yes, it does. But it's, it's something to keep in front of our faces. You know, receptivity doesn't mean pretending to be blissed out while my life is burning down around me. It means recognizing that when things are on fire, running around like that proverbial chicken with my head cut off isn't going to help anything. So I need to make a prayerful plan in the face of stressful events. I need to ask God to help me thoughtfully and intentionally gather the resources and support I need to effectively respond to that fire. You know, the more we can practice cultivating receptivity as we go through the day, the more we can learn to manage stress gracefully and hold on to our peace, even in the middle of problems, regardless of what's happening to us, what's happening around us, and instead of just powering through everything, which is what we're often tempted to do instead. So you know, if you're finding yourself in that place where you're dealing with a problem in your life, in a relationship that's, that's really you know, kind of getting under your skin, stealing your peace, robbing your joy, if you're looking for solutions and you're not quite sure what to do, give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the, the Father, Father and the, the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence, and we thank you for this opportunity to bring all the challenges that we face in our life or relationships that are stealing our peace and robbing our joy. Lord, we ask you to help us find ways to hold on to you and the peace that comes from you, even while we're dealing with these challenges even while we're in the middle of that stressful situation. Help us to remember to not just plow through on our own power, to not just run around trying to fix things outside of us, but to always first recenter ourselves in you, in your grace, to ask your Holy Spirit to help us to make a plan so that we can respond to those challenges in ways that glorify you, that help us be our best selves, and invite the people around us to be their best selves as well. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the, the Father, the, the Son, and the, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled Falling to Pieces, as we talk about those problems that steal our peace. If you're struggling with a particular challenge you're facing in your life or relationships, and it's causing you to feel kind of stressed out, frustrated, fed up, irritated, otherwise <laughs> undermining your peace. We want to help you hold on to that peace, reclaim your calm, and discover the solutions you're seeking. The number again is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825.
888-528-2825. Let's talk now with Bob, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio. Hey there, Bob. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out today? Do we have Bob in Ohio with us? Hello, Bob. Hello, how are you? There we go. Hi, Bob. Thanks for your call today. How can we help you out? Well, I just got out of the profession. I turned on the radio and I heard you guys and what you were talking about struck a nerve. I mean, struck a... I got these neighbors next door to me. I've been living there, you know, for a long time. And Mm. everything was okay until the, the husband... My neighbor's um, husband died, and for the last couple of years, her, one of her kids moved back in, and, oh. and well, two of her kids moved back in, and so they they got children, and it's just been started out with them driving up in the driveway, and you know my property's right next to them, and they put a big rut in the grass by the street because they weren't. They were missing the driveway, so I filled it in, mm-hmm. and I asked them to, to stop doing it, and it didn't stop. So I put up a, a reflector there, and they ran that over, and and I just, you know, kept asking them to quit it. And I said, uh, you know, all you got to do is not want to do it. You won't do it. And he just started screaming in my face, and, <clears throat> you know, and then... The granddaughter of one of her kids, she has candy, and she just, you know, wrappers get, just get thrown on the ground. The son does the same thing with his little cigar wrappers, throws them on the ground, and I'll blow in my yard. But Sounds like mayhem, Bob. I'm so sorry. Yeah, well, and unfortunately, you know, in dealing with neighbors, you know, we, it's it's difficult to to change somebody else in that situation because we don't have a lot of leverage, and when, when they don't when they don't care about being decent people. Yeah, I will say this: that the one thing, as I was praying about your call, as I saw it come up on our whiteboard, was St. Francis de Sales. You know, St. Francis de Sales was the originator of that that phrase that says you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. This this family sounds like they have lost their steering because the dad's gone and these kids and grandkids have moved in and it's crazy. The one thing you can pray about doing, and please pray about this because only you know if these people are safe and all of that, is if you start being truly kind to them, you know, bringing over snacks, making sure you say hi in a nice way for a while, not addressing these issues for a little while, and letting them know that you're a decent, good person who actually cares about being a good neighbor, because obviously you do. See if that doesn't bring down this this wall between the two of you, you know, the two families, to see if maybe that can cultivate some cooperation with them over a bit of time, because they won't be so angry and defensive. That's the first thing that comes well, to mind. Well, no, I mean, and, and honestly, that that you know, I, I realize that that's probably going to grate on you, um, because oh, when, when people are behaving like this, the I'm last thing you, you want to do is to be kind and, and loving to them. Um, but you know, that is what our Lord calls us to do, uh, and I think that's the first line of defense, being, being able to show what a good neighbor looks like, um, and, you know, really trying to demonstrate, you know, your, your care for them uh, in whatever ways that you can. Like Lisa said, you know, whether that's baking something for them or offering to help in some ways, being that good neighbor. Now, 
if, if, if that's not safe or if that persists even when you're doing those things, you do have the right to defend yourself. And, I mean, none, none of the solutions are good, unfortunately, which is why the, 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 the kindness thing is probably killing them with kindness is probably your best bet. But remember, St. Francis actually was a saint because he knew how to do these things. I mean, the second line of defense is actually offense. Yeah, literally, actual offense. Right, I'm building a fence. You know, you know, you know, the idea if you of can afford it, good building a fence so that they know exactly where the property lines are. It won't help with the cigar smoke, but it would help with everything else. Yeah. And as long as it's a, a nice-looking fence and it's just you know adding to everybody's property value, but it gives you that definitive line, uh, that's that's a good second yeah. line of defense. Well, I mean, again, there's no reason you couldn't do both of those things at the same time. Right. I mean, you know, so, so, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not building the Berlin wall. But I think that, that doing both of those things would be helpful. Um, you know, obviously you have the right to call the police if, if, uh, if you, if, you know, the situation presents itself and uh, that's going to escalate things with them. Yeah. I would say only do that if you truly feel unsafe. But, you know, the, the, uh, we, we get it where, where we get stuck is where we start buying into what's called the shoulds. And the shoulds are when we start saying to ourselves, well, people should be better than they are. Well, yeah, but what are you going to do about it, right? So, so when, and, and the, the more we sit around thinking, you know, well, I, the, the neighbors should be better than they are. The neighbors should know how to act. The neighbors should be human beings. Um, the more we become powerless because they don't do that. And so you know, we, we give away our power because we wait around for them to do the thing, the right thing. So all we can do is look at ourselves and say, how could I respond to the way our, my neighbors actually are? What would help insulate me from this problem? So the first thing, you know, literally killing them with kindness um, is, is, is probably your best bet because that's going to show them that you're a human being. You're not just a, the crotchety old guy living next door yelling to get off your lawn. You know, that you, you do care about them, even though you do care about your stuff. Putting up that fence to help create a good boundary because good fences make good neighbors but also remembering that if worse comes to worse you, you really can call the police uh bob i'm so sorry that you're dealing with that tough neighbors to can make our lives with. so much more difficult i hope that these suggestions will give you a way to respond proactively with that we have to go to break when we come back we're continuing to take your calls about dealing with stressful situations in your life or your relationships if there's a particular problem in your life or relationships that's stealing your joy and robbing your peace we want to help you lower your stress level, reclaim your calm, and discover the solutions you're seeking. Give us a way. Uh, give us a call at eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five, and we'll give you a way forward. That's what I was trying to say. Eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. When we come back, in addition to taking your calls, we'll be joined by Father Thomas Loya from the Tabor Life Institute, who'll be sharing some insights from the theology of the body on how to keep on, keep up our calm even in the middle of stressful situations. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when more to life continues after the break. She was a mystic and reformer who died at the age of 33. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. St. Catherine of Siena accomplished something no one thought possible. She convinced Pope Gregory XI to return to Rome after the popes had lived in France for almost the whole of the 14th century. They've been there ever since. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. 
Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. This Ave Maria program is brought to you by the following. Weaving its way through the heart of the Holy Land is a well-worn path that once felt the footsteps of our biblical faith heroes, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, King David, and Jesus. From sponsored TVN with host David Friedman and Mike Pompeo comes a sacred journey of hope along Route 60, the biblical highway. In theater September 18th and 19th, it's Route 60, the biblical highway. Information at route60.movie. That's route60.movie. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Falling to Pieces, as we talk about how stress steals our peace. And if you are struggling with a particular problem in your life or relationships that's stealing your joy or robbing your peace, we want to help you lower your stress level, reclaim your calm, and discover the solutions you're seeking. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-573. Seven eight two five, Father Loya, well, is uh, going to be joining us right now to talk a little bit about how we can hold on to our peace even in the middle of problems. Father Thomas Loya, welcome to More to Life. Thank you. Good to be here. So let's talk about this idea of p- holding on to peace even in the middle of problems. What suggestions do you share with the, your, your your parishioners, your your clients as a counselor? Well, first of all, uh, you have to understand what we mean by this peace. This peace is not just emotional calm. It's actually, I'm going to call it Christ peace. We often greet each other in our church, you know, Christ peace be with you. It's an inner disposition. It goes deeper than just emotion or feeling. It, it's, a, it's a deep inner disposition that, in the end, no one can really take from you, or no thing can take from us, unless, of course, we allow it. So how do we get to that? One of the things is is to try to train our minds to see that whatever, it basically is at the algebra body principle. Everything is gift. Everything becomes gift, even though the thing itself may be bad or undesirable or adverse. What you do is you look for, you, you see everything as opportunity. In other words, where is God in this? Is The thing that's happening, or the person you're with that you may not like, you did not expect, did not count on, that's, that's stressing you, may be the very thing, you have to tell yourself, this may be the very thing that God wants me to encounter, because there's something here that's going to be a, a, end up being gift, especially if I see it that way. How is this gift? How can it be redeemed? The, the key is, is, it's like a spirituality of the cross. We see, can see everything as a potential for redemptiveness. The, the very thing, it's kind of like the experience within the experience. We have our plans, we have our expectations, so it doesn't happen. We get frustrated. Well, that thing that frustrates us is the real thing. That becomes our plan now. That becomes the thing that God wants us to encounter, because it's going to be somehow for our own growth or the growth of, of the other person. 
it's it's a matter of kind of like turning always like the old cliche turning lemons into le- uh, lemonade lemons into lemonade and it's a it's kind of a, a, a kind of a, a thought you have to put in your head and train yourself to see everything that way, especially if you expect something that could go wrong or could have uh, a lot of stress to it. Father, well, just a point of clarification, though. You're not suggesting that you know we should be happy about the problems that we're facing, are you, that we should somehow be blissed out in the face of all of those challenges? Exactly. You know, you're not going to be happy. It doesn't mean the thing itself is good or that we want it or that we're just sort of nonchalant about it. Or that we, and, I'm, and I'm saying we shouldn't be, you, you know, it's okay to be disturbed about it or, or upset or angry or whatever. But I'm talking about below that, that even though it is disturbing or whatever, then we, we, we sort of kick in this principle like, okay, here it is. So how can I turn it to gift? How is it, what is it that God wants me to learn through this? This now becomes so an opportunity I'm, rather than tragedy. Yeah, so, so, okay, so what I'm hearing you say then in the face of this, it's not that we have to pretend that we're happier about these things or, you know, that these things are better than they actually are, but but be able to know that even though it's difficult, we can do something about this. God wants to make something about this, uh, out exactly. of this, and that, that working with his grace, good can come from it. And so kind of being receptive to the Holy Spirit in that situation, okay, Lord, what do you want me to make of this, is really the disposition that you're talking about that leads to peace in the middle of the problems. Exactly. It's that, that sort of deep inner peace. It allows you to, to, to respond rather than, as you say, than, than just to react to things, even in the future. You sort of get good at it. You sort of like, it starts to become more of a pattern if you can kind of train yourself to do that. So it's really a faith-based, theology-based principle. Well, for the way, I want to thank you for, for those insights. Because I think that's, it's, it's, a, it's a real shift to be able to look at those problems in that way that allows us, you know, not necessarily be happy about them, but to say, you know, I can be at peace because I know that God wants to use me to make something out of this. And so kind of we pick up that cross instead of trying to run away from it, which is often what causes us our, to undermine our peace. Thank you so much for being with us. If folks would like to learn more about your good work, I encourage them to go to the, uh, your Tabor Life Institute at taborlife.org. That's T-A-B-O-R life.org. Have a blessed day, Father. Thanks again for being with us. Thank you. And we're taking your calls, listeners, at 877-573-7825. You know, maybe you're listening to Father Loya and you're thinking... Yeah, that sounds great, but um, what (laughs) about this? (laughs) A deep piece, but how about all this nut piece on top of the life that I'm having right now? How how do I turn this into gift, Pop Track? Well, all right, give us a call, 877-573-7825. I mean, the reality is stress affects everyone. All of us have problems we have to contend with. Um, But the blessing of being a Christian in the face of those problems is knowing that God has put us in a position to do something about them. You know, it's not, being a Christian isn't about avoiding all that stuff. It's about knowing how to have a plan in the face of that stuff to build his kingdom and to cooperate with his grace. Let us help you do that and more. 877-573-7825. Back in a minute. Father Benedict Groeschel. Oh, I love reverence. Wherever I go in the world, I usually go to visit the religious buildings. And no matter what I see, I see reverence, awe. I've been in temples and mosques where I saw more reverence and awe of God than I see in Christian churches, even sometimes in Catholic churches. Oh yes, let me say it. When I was a boy, Catholics were much more reverent and respectful in church. You never, ever spoke in church. I was a young priest. A man had a heart attack at the 
the beginning of Mass. I stopped the Mass. We prayed for the man. While the police were coming, the ambulance, they removed him from the church. He didn't die. Not one word was spoken. The police officers and the ambulance attendants who came whispered respect. I wish it were true today. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Sanctity is not an outgrowth of a person's political opinions. Sainthood is about the demonstration of heroic virtue, and that has virtually nothing to do with a person's politics. Not all political views are equally good, but whatever your political view, you can be a saint. Because being a saint doesn't mean that you have all your intellectual opinions perfectly formed. It means you have been purged of disordered self-love, and you have put on Christ. The late Cardinal George used to say, the church is not conservative or liberal. The church is Catholic. Dorothy Day, was she conservative or liberal? Oscar Romero, conservative or liberal? St. John Paul II, conservative or liberal? We have a different agenda, even when it comes to the social order. But our primary agenda is sainthood. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Throughout Scripture, again and again, we hear that we're to not be afraid, that we must trust in the Lord and be confident in God's providence, deliverance, mercy, and constant care. As theologian Hans Urs von Balthasar once observed, quote, when one surveys even from a distance how often and how openly sacred Scripture speaks of fear and anxiety, an initial conclusion presents itself. The Word of God is not afraid of fear or anxiety, end quote. What a powerful observation. When we feel anxious, God wants us to wrap ourselves in his grace. But sometimes that's easier said than done. A good place to start is to take a moment to remind yourself of all the other times when you were sure you were doomed, but God came through. Allow yourself to relive the relief you felt in those past moments. Then praise God for his past faithfulness and ask for the grace to remember that he is still as faithful now as he was then. To learn more tips for overcoming anxiety, check out my book, Unworried, or visit CatholicCounselors.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And today on More to Life, our show is titled Falling to Pieces as we talk about how problems steal our peace. So if you're struggling with a particular challenge you're facing in your life or relationships, give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Before we go to our next call, we want to send out congratulations to another longtime member of the EWTN radio family. Domestic Church Media Foundation in New Jersey is celebrating 15 years with us, serving New Jersey with four stations. Congratulations to Jim and Cheryl Manfredonio and their great team at Domestic Church Media from your friends at EWTN. God bless you guys. Keep up the good work for many, many years to come. And wherever you're listening, make sure that you're supporting your local Catholic radio station with your prayers and with your financial support as well. Let's keep Catholic radio going strong and growing stronger every day so that we can be here for years 
supporting you and helping you live a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. Especially this week when so many of our stations are doing their fall drives. We really need you to keep Catholic Radio here and growing stronger, especially if you're blessed enough to have a local station. Make sure you're supporting them and EWTN every day. Well, we are taking your calls right now on our show, More to Life, where we're talking about falling to pieces as we discuss the challenges that stress presents to our happiness, our joy, our peace. If you're dealing with a problem in your life or relationships that's stealing your joy or robbing your peace, give us a call. Let us help you lower your stress temperature, reclaim your calm, and discover the solutions you are seeking. The number again, 877-573-7825. Let's talk with our next listener who's listening to EWTN Radio in Wisconsin. Hey there, listener. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Sure thing. What's up? I have, well, we have a 21-year-old child who is in the military. Okay. And he is about to be stationed overseas for the next two years. And his girlfriend wants to go with him overseas. And the only way they can do that is by getting married. So they're getting married in the next six weeks. They told us about this about a week ago, Okay. and we are just in a tailspin. We just don't know. I bet you are. How to support him? How to deal with this? I mean, he he is not near us right now physically, um, and he's got very limited contact due to his sure. trainings. And then once he goes overseas, we'll have even less contact, and we'll have less physical support for him obviously we pray we we try to talk when we can but it's just we're trying to find how can we use this for the good for the good can i just ask quickly are are they getting married in the church or what's the plan there unknown yet um they want to but they don't know because of the time constraint if that's going to be um uh they would get married in a protestant church the, oh, okay. the girlfriend is a Protestant. Um, my son was raised Catholic. Uh, so they're hoping her church will be available, but they don't even know that for sure. Okay. Well, that I was going to ask that as well. First of all, let me, let me thank your son and, and your whole family for your service. This is a very generous way to serve the country, and we appreciate it. What have you said to him so far in terms of this? He comes to you, he drops this on you. You both had to have been so shaken by it. What kind of conversation has happened between you so far so we know what we're dealing with here? What's the rush? Um, and it's and he keeps blaming the military. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is that I specifically have been saying to him is, if I woke up in your shoes, I would not be making this decision at this point in my life, at this age. And he's like, oh, mom, you don't understand. Oh, mom. <laughs> and, and how long have they been together? Because it says on my board here that you don't feel like they know each other very well. So how long has this relationship Correct. been going on? Uh, a year and a half. She's a civilian, and we've we've met her a couple times, just mm-hmm. because of our distance between where he is and and where she is. They're they're not even physically together either right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of space, a, a lot of distance between all of us. 
And I guess I'm, I'm I'm curious about your son's relationship to the to his faith. Um, you know, because I you know, you know, getting getting married in her church, uh, you know, suggests that, that he doesn't have a, a strong connection to you know his Catholic faith. Uh, thoughts there? Yes, you are dead on. He actually had fallen away after high school, and she came into his life, and she was very religious, and okay. so she so he kind of you know, clamped onto that, and uh-huh. so has been attending Protestant services, okay. you know, now, which is okay. like, okay, you know, uh, that's okay, you know, I mean, God, God is God, you know, so. Well, I, I appreciate you being willing to see it that way, because I think that, that, that you know, we often get upset, um, understandably, and even to some degree appropriately, when, when our children aren't, aren't being faithful to how we raise them, but... Um, you know, being able to see this as a journey, you know, uh, very often um, uh, our kids uh, don't understand um, how to have a personal connection with their faith. They, they go to church with us, they do things, but sometimes we struggle as parents to, to really help them connect in that personal way with their Catholic faith. And so um, when they fall away and, and they find somebody who is leading them back to Christ in any way, that is a positive step. Um, because you know, we, we it's not it's not that the, that he lost the faith. It's that he really struggled to have it in the first place. And this is a way to help him come back to Christ. So you know, I understand all of your concerns. Um, but having uh, you know, understandably and appropriately tried to ask him to step back and consider the, this uh, you know <laughs> this move, um, I think that you're not going to get any traction trying to talk him out of it. And, you know, if, if, if you're going to be able to do anything at this point, you're going to have to find a way to support him um, by, by giving him good resources for, for his marriage. For example, getting him um, some good books on having a healthy marriage and getting started in life. You know, for example, I, we, our title uh, is uh, Just Married, where we talk about, you know, how, getting your relationship off the ground in the first five years. And yes, it does come at things from a Catholic perspective, but there's nothing about the book that, that I don't think uh, his girlfriend would, would appreciate or no, would not appreciate. Um, it's good, faithful, solid advice on how to get your marriage off to a good start. Um, and again, that's that's just married, the Catholic guide to uh, surviving and thriving in the first five years of marriage. But that's certainly that's not the only title. But like being able to to find some good books for them, uh, praying for them, connecting them with marriage uh, engaged encounter. And I will say, you're saying praying for them. I would say praying with, with them, them when you can, even if it's over the phone or over Zoom. You know, a good, you know, FaceTime or Zoom call where the you know four of you are on there and you're talking about how's it going, what are the plans going on, you know, will you be able to get married in her church, blah blah blah. And taking that moment and just, you know, praying and saying, Lord, you know, please bless them. Let them know how much you love them. Let them be able to follow you together. Bless this union. Give them everything that they need to be the couple that you want them to be. You know, we as Catholics, we often get stuck because we feel like, well, you know, they, they don't they don't know how to pray the rosary or they don't want to pray the way that we, you know, pray with the more formal prayers of the church. But, you know, just just don't even ask them permission, you know, as you're talking to them. You know, just if they they raise a concern or they're they're talking about being stressed about this or that, bring God right into that. You know, yeah. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to to be with our kids and to really bless them. We just ask you to please help them through this situation and help us to know how to respond to this challenge together, so that they feel supported by us and loved by us, and so that that we and please give us the answers that you're look that that we're looking for, so that we can 
help them get off to a great start in this relationship. Here's what you want to be doing at this point, because they're they're determined to do this. He's 21 years old and serving his country. He has every right to be able to do this, is to really come alongside of them to be able to disciple them through this and help them to be the strongest married couple they can be, especially in the military. It's so stressful. But I want to say this. You've done a good job raising this young man. The fact that he is 21 years old and choosing marriage you know, we, we happen to have had a, a friend for a long time. He's since had to move on to other stations, but he was very high ranking in the military. And his wife and I would talk often, and she would talk about just how absolutely awful it can be for young people in the military in terms of temp- sexual sinful temptation, you know, things that go on there. He's not choosing that. He's not choosing to say, yes, I'm going to go serve my country and sow my wild oats and just do whatever I want to do when I'm on leave. He's choosing marriage, and it looks like he's choosing a godly young lady. And so I want you to kind of, as much as this is a shock, as much as you're afraid that he's still too young, kind of pray through that, that he's choosing a stable Christian young woman to marry in this situation and begin to pray as husband and wife about how you can support them and help them to grow into mature Christian people and hopefully one day bring them fully into the Catholic faith. Because at this point, with him having this, made this decision, um, you want to set yourself up to be the mentors. Yes. You, you want to set yourselves up to be able to disciple them mm-hmm. in what a healthy Christian marriage looks like. So I want to encourage you to really focus on that at this point. And whatever you can do to support them and help them get off to a good foot, I mean, sp- spiritually speaking spiritually, and, yeah. and, and relationally speaking, um, and, you know, really showing them that they can turn to you for advice, for prayer support, for that, you know, shoulder to cry on, uh, for that ear to, 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 to lean into when you're ha- when they're having challenges that, you know, you want to be there, not, 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 you don't want them to see you as the thing that stood in the way or the, the people that objected to this whole thing. You've got concerns. They're perfectly legitimate concerns, but this ship is sailing. So how the question is, you know, how can you put yourselves in a position where you can be their mentors and be uh, people who are discipling them into a healthy Christian marriage? Thank you so much for the call. We've added you to our More to Life prayer list and, and them as well. And I'm, as I mentioned, our book, Just Married, The Catholic Guide to Surviving and Thriving in the First Five Years of Marriage, it would be a great resource for them, as would For Better Forever, The Catholic Guide to Lifelong Marriage. I think they would appreciate both of those resources. There's nothing in there that, that, the, that your daughter and future daughter-in-law would object to, and it would actually be very helpful for both of them. So thank you so much for the call. And we are taking your calls about those particular problems that are causing you to feel stressed out and overwhelmed or frustrated or fed up. If problems are stealing your peace in your life or relationships, let us help you lower your stress level, reclaim your calm, and discover the solutions you're seeking. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573. 7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
this verse, you know, we, we, we don't often get past the kind of, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> the, emo- <laughs> the emotional sort of, ah, oh, that sounds beautiful uh, sort of uh, reaction that we have to this verse. But there's a lot of wisdom that talks about how to find peace in the middle of our stress. Because again, you know, we have a tendency to believe that unless our problems are gone, we have to feel stressed. We have to be upset. And what the Lord is saying here is that even in the middle of the problems, you know, I can give you rest, but you still have to do the work. You know, he's not saying I will take it all away from you. He's saying I will give you, I will show you how to do it in a way that will be easier to bear. You know, the, a, a well-formed yoke on an oxen it helps to lighten the burden and enables them to do the work that they are called to do in a more efficient and more comfortable way. God isn't saying that we don't have to do the work. He's saying that if we let him teach us how to approach whatever we're approaching, we'll be able to bear it more gracefully, more peacefully, and ultimately more effectively. So keep that in mind as you face whatever it is that you are challenged by in your life or relationships today. We have to go to break. When we come back, we are continuing to take your calls about those problems that are stealing your peace in your life or relationships. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls right after the break. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Does waving to a neighbor improve our well-being? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. According to a Gallup survey from last month, it does make us feel better. It's hard for some people to wave or even say hello to a neighbor. For some, it's just the opposite. In our community in Michigan, neighbors drive by and rarely wave. In Florida, where we spend some time, it's just the opposite. The survey indicates that people who regularly say hello to multiple neighbors have higher well-being scores. The perfect zone of well-being is six greetings. A greeting may be a wave, a hello, a fist bump, or even a grunt. There are other benefits like feeling safe, financial well-being, and even career well-being. In Scripture, 1 Peter teaches us to keep loving one another earnestly and show hospitality without grumbling. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on how friendliness leads to well-being at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. CMF Curo is the Catholic health care option you've been searching for. From concierge service to ethical consultations to partnerships with one of the nation's largest health care sharing ministries, CMF Curo offers a pro-life, Catholic approach to your overall health and well-being. Find out today if CMF Curo is right for you. Call 833-GET-CURO. That's 833-G-E-T-C-U-R-O. Or visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at more to life with Dr. Greg and Lisa. And on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. 
Welcome back, folks. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and we're taking your calls right now about peace. How do we find peace in the middle of the problems that we are facing? If you're struggling with a challenge in your life or relationships, and you're looking for ways to hold on to your peace and find solutions, we're here to help. The number again, 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Mary, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Houston, Texas. Hi, Mary. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Thank you. Uh, I'm having an issue with my brother. Um, I hurt him in some way that I don't know, but he won't talk to me about it. It's been three months, and um, our parents' wedding anniversary luncheon is coming up, and it's just more and more urgent for me to get this resolved before then. So, so what have you done so far, Mary, to, to find out what in the world happened between you and why he won't speak to you? Well, I, I talked. I talked to him in person once, and then he told me not now. And then I sent him three texts that he didn't answer. And then I called him four times. Well, when, and, when you when uh, you said when you said he okay, but let's go back. You, you said you talked to him in person, and he said not now. What were you trying to talk to him about that he didn't want to talk about? I said, I I, I obviously hurt you, and I'd like to know what I did. And he said, not now. Were you with other people? Was there a reason why he wouldn't want to talk in that moment? He was cleaning the kitchen. And yes, there, it was a family vacation. Okay, so there so were people there were around. other people around, but there, were, there was no one in the kitchen with us. Oh, okay, but he didn't want to get into it when, you know. With everybody there. And, and, and so have this you was... been able to see him in person since? No. Like at all? No, we live in Can different you? states. How f- different states, got you. So you, you said that, that your parents' wedding anniversary is coming up. Do they talk to him? Yes. They, they're they're in their 90s, and this is their 74th wedding anniversary, so they're not really... Oh, God bless them. ...able to, to get into it with me and him. Sure. But it's a very important anniversary, and you want to make sure that you're all together is, for it. Do you, do you know yes, that... Yes, and that is, there's no anxiety and... Mary, well, Mary, you and God, God bless you. I know that you want to make this better, but um, you know, there's, you know, I guess the amount of emotion in your voice here is. Uh, can, can you tell me why you're, you're, why it's affecting you so much? I love my brother. Well, sure. And I, I don't. <clears throat> I just don't want this tension. I want to know what well, I did. Well, okay, but Mary, here, here's something you need to keep in mind, right? Because, you know, because you're, you're, you know, sometimes we didn't do anything. You know, there's a, there are healthy, and even if you did do something, there are healthy ways of dealing with that and unhealthy ways. And your brother is taking a very unhealthy way of dealing with this problem, and that's not your fault. You know, a healthy person is going to come to you and say, you know, Mary, I was really hurt by thus and such, or I was really, I didn't really understand why you did thus and such, and I'd like to, I'd like to talk this out. You know, behaving the way he is doesn't say anything about you. It says that he doesn't know how to deal with conflict, and and that's not a healthy person. And and you know, you 
can't twist yourself into enough knots to make this work with him. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's if if he's not being if he's not going to approach this in a healthy and appropriate way, honestly, his behavior is abusive. You know, he's not calling you names, he's not attacking you, but but he is holding something over your head and and making you suffer. You know, and you can hear that in your voice. That's not your fault. Now, the fact that you feel like it is points to a deeper wound, which I, I suspect is rooted in what we call an anxious attachment style. You know, when when you're raised in a household where there maybe isn't as much affection as you really need or affirmation as you really need, if you felt growing up that you, you kind of had to convince your folks to give you the love that you needed, um, what it does you know, is it is it puts you in a position where you feel like it's your job to get people who can't love you to love you. Um, and it's your fault if other people don't react the way you need them to. Um, instead of being able to say, you know, I'm really sad about this. Uh, and and I, he can't love me because of something going on inside of him, not because of me. Right. I mean, it, it, it would be one thing if you could say, you know, gosh, I'm really frustrated about this. I'm really sad about this. I'm sorry that my brother's choosing to respond this way. I've done everything that I can to reach out to him, and he's choosing to be immature and childish about this. And there's nothing I can do to fix that. So I'm going to focus on building my relationship with my parents and planning this wedding anniversary. And if he would like to come, he's certainly welcome. But I'm, you know, and but I'm, you know, going to let him know that that uh, that whenever he's ready, he can come find me and we can work it out. And I would seriously go about doing that. Plan an event, get everything moving for this anniversary, and either write him a letter or send him another text or leave him a voicemail. That says, hey, we're going to have this party on this day at this time. I love you. I want you there. Please give me a call. But I want to work this out. But at this point, Mary, um, I, I think the best thing that you could do is to say, listen, I've done my best to try to reach out to you. Clearly, you're not in a place where you're willing to discuss this. That's very sad to me. I feel like um, you know, when, when you're ready to kind of approach this in, in a healthy and grown-up way, I'm here for you. Um, but until then, I'm willing to respect your space. And then you get on with your life and you plan your anniversary, the anniversary celebration for your parents. And he can come or not, uh, or be part of that or not. It, because this isn't your problem to fix. You know, and, and his behavior is actually abusive. So the more you keep coming back and coming back and coming back, the, the more you're actually rewarding an unhealthy situation. So I, I, that I, would, I, would, I would, at this point, challenge him to, to let him know that you're here when he wants to talk about it, but you're going to drop it. Uh, in the meantime, because this isn't uh, this isn't an appropriate way to be, and you're sorry that he's choosing to act this way when he's ready to come talk to you like a grown-up, then you're going to be there for him. But until then, you're, you love him enough to leave him alone. Uh, and Mary, I, I would suggest that you want to look possibly at getting some help to heal that anxious attachment wound that's causing you to feel so responsible for making this right, uh, because this isn't your job to fix. You've done what you've done what God would ask you to do, and you can't do any more than that. Uh, and, and, and so to, to be able to find your peace, you're going to have to get to a place where you don't feel responsible for fixing everything. Uh, and I can tell just from the intensity of your emotion here that that's a struggle for you in general. So thank you so much for the call, Mary. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com. We do a lot of this work really helping people connect with God's grace to heal those kinds of wounds. And if there's more that we can do to support you through this, we'd love to help you. And listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. We appreciate you letting us walk with you during this part of your journey. If you'd like more support in overcoming those problems and reclaiming your peace, we're here to help. Come on over, check the resources we have for you at CatholicCounselors.com. 
where you can learn more about the pastoral telecounseling practice and how you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life through the light of God's grace. Again, learn more at catholiccounselors.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, with God's grace, there is so much more to life. Get out there and celebrate the life he has in store for you. God bless. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchuk. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.